0: Hey, friends, I'm Julie Holmquist, and you are listening to Kairos Moments Podcast. God's been speaking to you for a while, and you know you are called to something. It's time to stop playing it safe with your faith, time to lean into your calling, and time to bring those God-given dreams to life. It's time. Let's do this together. Hey. Today on the episode, I'm doing things a little different, and I'm sharing my testimony of when a dream died and how I had to learn to let it go in order to receive the new dreams that God had for me. And I know there's someone out there that is dealing with the very same thing. We have to learn how to let go of something in order to receive something else. So take a listen, share it with a friend if it was encouraging to you. Here's my testimony. Sobbing and full on snot, messy crying, as my husband and I lay there in the darkness, he laid his hand on my arm, offering to pray for me. I've never been one to refuse prayer before, but I did that night. No, I don't need you to pray, I told him. God's sovereign and he's going to do what he's going to do. I'm just along for the ride. What I want doesn't really matter. God doesn't owe me anything. I turned over and told God, God, you hurt my feelings. If you've ever had a dream that you felt was from God, but it didn't come to fruition, you know what I'm talking about. It's a very dark place. We had always dreamed of moving to Colorado Springs. And at first it was because that's where Nav Press was. It was the headquarters for their publishing house. I had always wanted to write for one of their magazines called Discipleship Journal. I even had someone who didn't know that was my dream Tell me she could see me as writing for them. About a year after we were married, however, we discovered we were pregnant and we were having twins. And we thought, well, maybe we should move back home to be a near family instead because this first time gig of parenting was a big deal with twins. So we put the Colorado Springs dream on hold and moved back to Nebraska to be a near family. We had our twins and added two more sons in the 11 years we were there. Any dreams we had took a backseat as we navigated a busy season of raising four boys, including twins, and one with special needs. Matter of fact, when my third son was born, we had three boys three and a half years and younger. It was crazy. The longer we stayed in Omaha, the more difficult it was for me to imagine uprooting our family and moving. So we put the Colorado Springs dream on the back burner. How could we move? The boys were surrounded by their grandparents, aunts, uncles, and cousins. Meanwhile, as a means to bring in extra income for our growing family, my husband started a side business of selling tactical equipment to law enforcement, first responders, and military communities. We were getting connected and building relationships with these people. So when our church asked us to spearhead hosting events at local police precincts as part of a citywide ministry endeavor, we couldn't resist. Still, the dream of Colorado Springs was alive and well in our minds and in our hearts. And after being in Omaha for 11 years, we still had a desire to move there. It wasn't something we could just shake off. After much prayer, we felt God gave us the go ahead to move, and I was finally ready for this new adventure of faith. I felt like He was breathing new life into this dream of ours. And to be honest, I felt like he gave his scriptural confirmation. Although it wasn't my dream of writing for Nav Press that was going to take us there, God birthed a new dream in our hearts. We wanted to open a brick-and-mortar shop selling tactical equipment and to continue building relationships with these people in this community and their families, hosting Bible studies, me ministering to the wives, us ministering to their marriages. Everything was falling into place. My husband even found a really good job in IT— at a Christian company in Colorado Springs that would pay the bills while we grew our side business into a full-time, self-sustaining venture. But during our six years living in Colorado Springs, that dream did not come to fruition. Some amazing things did happen for us and our family, but for reasons outside of our control, that particular dream never happened. Deeply heartbroken, I started to second-guess my ability to hear God. God, I thought you called us here. I thought you had plans and purposes for us here. I felt like a kite at the mercy of a strong wind, hoping God had a tight grip on the other end of the string, hoping but not fully knowing. Still grieving the realization that our dream of ministry was not going to come to fruition in the way we had thought, my husband found out he was being let go from his job. After nine long months of unemployment, and no prospective jobs on the horizon in Colorado Springs, he found a job for which he was the perfect fit in Charlotte, North Carolina. I cried when he told me they were flying him out for a face-to-face interview. I never wanted to move to Charlotte. That was not my dream. Charlotte was never on our radar. That entire first year in Charlotte, I felt like a toddler who didn't get her way. And my heart was growing colder toward the Lord. And subconsciously, I was building a case as to why moving to Charlotte couldn't be God's idea. How it wasn't such a good idea. With every little mishap, I was like, see, this wouldn't have happened in Colorado Springs. My my son's bus was late 15 minutes. See, this never happened in Colorado Springs. Dreaming was no longer an option for me. It felt too far out of my reach. God hurt my feelings. I was gun shy and I didn't want to risk being disappointed again. The amazing things God did do while we were in Colorado Springs were obscured because I was too busy looking at the things He didn't do, things that I felt like He told me He would do. I discovered the hard way that if we don't go to God with our disappointments, with our hurt feelings, even if He's the one that hurt them, the enemy rushes in and takes the opportunity to build the strongholds of doubt and unbelief. And that wound festers and chokes out any real possibility of God being able to give us new dreams. Regardless if our dreams happen or not, God is ultimately after our hearts. He wants us to trust Him even if it doesn't make sense. We need to obey Him even if there's not an immediate payoff with our dream. We still need to obey Him. Somewhere along the line, I started chasing the dream instead of chasing Him. And I was doing things for God, but I wasn't doing things with God. His desire is for a close and intimate relationship with us. That's our purpose. Out of the overflow of that relationship come the dreams and calling. We all know the scripture, Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will grant you the desires of your heart. I believe that he actually takes what's on his heart, what he thinks about, what hurts his heart, the people he loves, and he puts them inside of us. And that's the dream. It took an acquaintance in Charlotte to speak some hard truth to me, for me to actually see what the posture of my heart was and how it would negatively affect everyone around me, especially my husband. While we were at lunch one day, and keep in mind she was an acquaintance, but the Holy Spirit used her. Proverbs twenty-seven fifteen is what she quoted me, but I'll actually read verse 16 because it pertains as well. A quarrelsome wife is like the dripping of a leaky roof in a rainstorm. Restraining her is like restraining the wind or grasping oil with the hand. Now, friends, my flesh wanted to react. (laughs) I wanted to just go off on her like, how, you know, how do you even know? You don't even know me. How could you say those things to me? It hurt. My flesh wanted to react, but I knew what she was saying was true. It was as if the Holy Spirit put a lock on my mouth and kept my mouth shut while she was speaking because I knew what she was saying was true. There's also a proverb that says, better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. That's Proverbs 27, 6. She was speaking hard truth into my life, and I knew if I didn't receive it, then I would, my heart would just continue to grow cold and hard for the things God wanted to do in my life. It was time for me to give all my hurts and disappointments to God and to let him heal me. He blessed my husband with this opportunity to work for an amazing ministry here in Charlotte, but I needed to know that God had plans for me here as well, and I wasn't just along for the ride. I wanted to know God cared about my desires too. God has blessed us here, and I'm writing and speaking more than I ever have, and I even started this podcast and started leading and mentoring a group of women every week. My heart is now free to receive new dreams from him, knowing that he does indeed have that tight grip on the other end of the string. I know it. I am not at the mercy of my circumstances, and nothing in my life is by chance. He is in complete control, and I can trust him. The tighter we hold on to a dream that God's given us, the more it falls through our grasp. But when we hold it loosely, we're able to hold it up to him, and he does with it what he wants. I now chase him more than I chase my dream. I'm addicted to his presence, and whenever he leads, wherever he leads, that's where I want to be. He has dreams for me, and he has dreams for you, and we can rest in that fact. In the end, I discovered that he does indeed have a tight grip at the other end of the kite string. He is that strong wind, and I am free to go wherever he leads. My hope and prayer for you today is that you would chase him more than chase the dream. He does have dreams for you, but we have to hold those loosely because ultimately, the goal is not to pursue the dream. The goal is to pursue him and be available to whatever he puts on our hearts, big or small, whether that's talking to a neighbor, being available in our minds and not, you know, constantly be taking in information for when we hear that whisper that says, talk to that person in front of you at the grocery store, pay for her groceries mow that person's lawn. Ask this podcast host if you can be on their on their show. Create a one sheet and send it out to the, all the event planners in your area. We have to be available to say yes to his dream, whatever dream he plants into our hearts. So I hope this is of value to you, and I hope that if you've had a dream that didn't come to fruition, I hope you find the grace to let that other dream go so God can give you those new dreams. See you next time.